Look at you. What's <laughs> up, so, man? How you doing, Mike? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm in um I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Down on the country. I'm out in the country in Nashville, Tennessee. Which really is um this is a lot a lot of a lot of people moved here recently and they're building up a lot. We had a show a place called the city winery really it was a great gig it's some friends show up jack vale some of you may know jack vale um the pooter pooter guy and he does all these um he does practical jokes and great guy i've known him a few years a lot of people think i'm jack vale i'll show a place like hey jack vale big family like, no, i'm not jack vale and he'll go dude i keep getting people thinking i'm you like i don't we're going to have to have, you know, I should reach out to Jack, have him on. I think he made a documentary. So anyway, I'm in Nashville, saw some friends. Um, by the time all of you are seeing this, I am, for my Patreon fans, uh, I am in New Hampshire right now. I know it looks like an illusion behind me. And then for the YouTube world and everyone else, I am in Long Island tonight at the Paramount. And I had to... Then I head to Pennsylvania, and then I head to the Mets Fantasy Camp Baseball to play baseball, where I can assure you two weeks from now, two more podcasts from now, actually, the next podcast, I'm going to be in so much pain, it's going to be unbearable. I'm telling you right now, something to look forward to. The pain I'm going to be in on the next podcast, because I love playing baseball. I don't watch much of it anymore. I didn't watch much of the World Series. That's a whole other issue. Uh, but love the game, love playing the game. Now, normally, I will, I will, I will uh, train. What is training? A little bit of jogging, sprinting, some weights, pitching lessons, batting cage a lot, just, just so my muscles are used to it. I haven't done an ounce of training. And I'm telling – I tried the other day just to work out my legs, and I couldn't walk for two days. And I know this time next year – I mean this time next week, I'll probably be into my two, four, fifth game or sixth game. I'm going to – be in serious pain it's gonna be bad so something to look forward to for you guys and me um mike great job last week you and annie great job thank you thank you yeah man that was amazing it really was so with this week i, I also please go to go check out um the southwest florida we're doing the, the boots in the sand um, for Southwest Florida, the hurricane relief fund. I mean, we're buying mobile homes, we're buying mattresses, we're getting furniture. Uh, they don't need food. They seem they need simple mattresses, pillows, stuff like that. And I'll give you all the information once we have it all. So I'm looking forward to that. I saw uh, Ira Dean here in Nashville. He he set the whole darn thing up and. To hear the behind the scenes. When it's all said and done, I can't wait to talk about that. Because just alone, when you got to deal with, with that many musicians and entertainers, <sighs> managers, agents, all that jazz, it's crazy. So, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, Manscaped has given me an offer to give to you guys. You know, Thanksgiving's coming. You might want to pluck some of those turkey feathers. The lawnmower 4.0. Mike, you had so you like it. Oh, I love it, man. I honestly, I have another razor that I used to use all the time, and and it got to the point where it was like a horror movie. I use their snot hair clipper. I'm like, it's freaking awesome. I'm still afraid to go 
down in the bushes. But a lot of people do. It does reduce nicks. It's waterproof. So you go in a shower, do all that jazz. It is It is an incredible product. They got incredible products. I'm telling you, you want to feel better, less worried about nicks and getting, you don't want that. Go to manscaped.com. You got to use the code BRUNIVERSE, B-R-E-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. And you will get free shipping in Hanley. It's 20% off their items. Thanksgiving's coming. You got the holidays coming. And just make sure you use the code BRUNIVERSE so they know you're a listener. Escape your manhood. Two things today. We're going to get a, we're going to get, this subject fascinates me. And I have to be very careful with it. Very careful with it. I don't come in any harm. I'm just curious and want to have a conversation. That is that is absolutely it. I've actually asked a couple people about this. Uh, yesterday, Joe, Sib, and I, we were having, we went to this uh, place called Medell's in Nashville. It's family style. And there was um, two black gentlemen sitting with us couple guys from Ohio, big, big, big white boys, heavy kids. And um, there was an older couple at the end and they were talking sports and this and that. And then they were t- talking about Tom Brady and morals and how he should have just left and get his marriage rate, right, and blah, blah, blah. And then I could tell the one guy was like a pastor, one of the black gentlemen was a pastor. I'm like, I want to ask him about something. So I waited till it was all over and we went out in the parking lot. And I, I would love to get this guy in the podcast. His, his name is Michael, Michael and James. And I said, hey, man, can I, can I ask you a question? They're like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I said, what do you... What, what is going on with Kyrie Irving? And we had a two-hour conversation in the parking lot that just started one way and went into history. It went, it went biblical. It was, it, was, it was an incredible conversation, which I have to say, I wish... Everybody had the opportunity to listen to this conversation. I'm going to reach out to, we all swapped numbers and they came to the show and really enjoyed talking. And it was, and the best thing about it was he's like, you know, they don't, they want us, they don't want us to know we could talk like this. Like, no, it is very fascinating, very fascinating to get not just a perspective on that, but a perspective on 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 black and white and what they think of this politician and that in this situation that's it. it was it was awesome so i i want to ask questions today no no take a size just ask questions no no questions so a great way to start off is i want to play a video of an old friend a great friend um and i guess I don't know for a fact, we'll ask him. He sent in the video a little too late. We have him ready to go, Mike, or no? Before we play his video? Yeah, he's, uh, I see him back there. Okay, cool. So let's play, let's play. Now, I can be funny and I can make a, I can, if, if he really, what, his video came in late, didn't come in time for the show. Like what, what, what really happened there? Or, uh, I think, I think he just submitted it late. That he was submitted all. late. Yeah. Which, which, I'm not even gonna. In fact, he submitted. I'm super stoked. Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin.com Brown. If you haven't recognized me yet, I was a regular cast member on this little TV show called 30 Rock. I played uh, Tracy Morgan's, Tracy Jordan's best friend and right hand man. And I went by the name .com, and I had that name before the TV show. And I am here because I want to give a special shout-out, a happy anniversary to my buddy, Jim Brewer. I've known Jim Brewer for 30 years. We met probably in 1992. That's exactly 30 years ago. Jim was in his 20s, 
And I was like six or seven or something like that. And we met because I used to produce this television show called the Uptown Comedy Club. And I owned a club in Harlem on 125th Street called the Uptown Comedy Club. Now, when Jim came down, he came to audition for this show. Now, Jim, a white boy from Long Island. And when he came to Harlem, he had that look in his eyes. Like he had never been around so many black people in his <laughs> He wasn't. And I'm sure he was a little nervous, not just because he was auditioning for the show, but it was a different environment for him. And you could yeah. tell that, you could sense that. But yeah. here's the thing, black people loved Jim Brewer immediately, right? Immediately loved this guy, immediately welcomed him. But I'm gonna tell you a secret. Jim probably thought that black people loved him because he was so talented, because he was so funny, because that was the first time we had heard somebody do a Joe Pesci impression and yeah. an Edith Bunker impression. So he probably thinks that he, he got the props and the love because of his talent or his humor or because he was a nice guy. Let me tell you something. That's not why black people loved Jim immediately. It had nothing to do with his talent. Black people loved Jim because whenever he walked in the room, he always looks high. <laughs> and that's the quickest way to get to black people's hearts. Because as soon as the white boy walks in the room and he looks high, everybody's thinking, oh, where the good weed is. Yeah, I like that dude. I'm going to make him my friend. So it had nothing to do with your talent, Jim. It's funny, but you ain't all that. <laughs> nah, you mad funny, mad talented. Uh, I, I was at your wedding. Me and my family were invited to Jim's wedding. That's how close our families were, and uh, and we haven't we haven't connected in so long, except for some work that we do, or you know, when I came to one of your shows and whatever. But Jim, you my man, you 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 my brother from another mother, and you have a beautiful family, and I I I, I applaud you for all your success. And I'm probably talking too long, so you can cut this down. <laughs> you can fix this in post. But congratulations, and um, I'll see you when I see you. Peace. Well, we're gonna see you right now. Uh, here's my friend Kevin Brown. Everybody, basically, all Jim. Where are you? I'm actually at school. I'm at City College, uh, on campus now. Get out of here. Are you, yeah. are you teaching? No, you know, I went to grad class. school. I'm in grad school now. For your mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yes, do, you, do you have to go back to class soon? No, no, no. I'm I'm also the the executive chair of the grad student council. So I come down to campus to do student government business to engage with the with the the graduate students. Got it, got it, got it. And I know you were it was some type of deal and raised raise some money to put in there and stuff like that, right? You know, right. The, the school, like like most colleges, you know, uh, suffered from the pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of students that were going to school during, you know, when the pandemic hit, they couldn't afford to go to school or it's just too much of an inconvenience. So we lost a we lost a whole we, we lost the whole generation of people during in that couple of years. Yeah. And um you know the school. The school needs some some aid in recovery. So me as an alumnus of the school, I came back to to do my part as far as helping my alumni. You know, helping my yeah. alma mater get back yeah. on its feet. Yeah. All right. So, assuming most of your world is okay. So I wanted I wanted to uh, I wanted to pick your brain. Me too. All right. I'm ready, dude. Okay. What is your feeling? First of all, you you big NBA guy? Do you, do you Listen, like? Do you... I'm all over this. I'm all okay, over okay, this okay. topic. It's incredible okay. how you how you brought it up. Okay, so because I remember a moment that we had mm -hmm. on the Uptown Comedy Club, right? And it made me think of that as well. Okay. That that will. Oh yes, yes, yes. That that will that I will bring up. Right. Um, and again, I want to preface this to the world. This is, we're just having a conversation. We're not saying what is right. We're not saying, well, I'm coming from the full blown curiosity of something 
I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on here. And I don't understand how more people aren't looking at a bigger picture that I see that is so blatantly obvious. Like you, in my mind, you got to be out of your mind not to see the blatant obvious. So before I say what I'm thinking, what is your take? Because I'm fascinated. I've asked three. I asked a security guy uh, at our last venue, black guy. We were talking real country guy. He's got a grew up on a farm. I said, can I ask some? What's your, what's your take on, on Kyrie Irving? And he said what he said. And I was, I was like, huh, really? And then I asked this pastor and some other guy. And their answer, too, I was like, wow. Where I, I presented to them, I'm like, yeah, but what about X, Y, Z? And they, it took them a little bit before, well, that is a little, but so, all right. So what is your, what is your take on the whole Kyrie Irving as an opinion, as just a conversation, not saying well, right or wrong? Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny. Cause I was driving, I was in Maryland this past weekend and I drove, I actually drove home last night. Uh, so I'm driving for four hours. I'm in the car by myself. And I had this idea that I'm going to implement at my school. And I literally was calling people to ask them the same questions you were calling people to ask them. And I said, I'm going to, I want to have this conversation. Conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to get the, the educators, mm-hmm. for, the scholars from the black studies department. Mm hmm and the scholars from the Jewish studies department. City, City College has more Nobel laureates than it, you know, any, any college, you know, probably in the country, I don't know, but it's a, it's a real great school. And we have, we have a lot of scholars, a lot of brilliant minds. And I wanna have the conversation, and I, I was calling people to see if this is something I should dip my toe in, because typically, when, when the black guys dip their toe into this topic, mm. their careers are over, right? Their careers, they, they're getting fired from something, right? Right. So I'm, so I'm calling my people to see if, if, if this is something that I, can, that I can start the conversation with without getting my career canceled, right? Right. So um, I'm calling, and everybody thinks it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's time, but also, they're, they're reminding me, I am a student, right? Mm-hmm. And historically, most major protests happen on college campuses or from the churches. So as a student, this is the type of topic that students should be engaging in. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. so my, my take on uh, Kyrie Irving's opinions. Now, right? now, now, before we even go, for those people that have no clue what's going on, Mike, do we have like um, maybe show the video um, before we go any further of, of um, what Kyrie was saying? Because they were really pressing him and he's like, you know, I just I posted this and just to, any one of them to give us an idea of what, what's really happening. And I'll explain how this man suspended. He's got to go through a whole rigor remote to come back and all that jazz. Just, just play one, Mike. Anyone. Maybe the first one I gave you or, or the one that. Uh, yeah, I'll play the, um, play the one he's getting interviewed. Okay, play the one he's getting interviewed. I, he's very non-con. If I'm looking at this and I don't know what he's talking about, I just go, oh, all right, he's very non-confrontational here. And he seems to be very. Uh, it doesn't seem comfort. He's, uh, if anything, they seem very, they're trying to, they're jabbing him and they're shooting him and they're like, say it, you know, come on. That's what I, I'm watching. So please keep that same energy when we're talking about anti other things, because just because I post a documentary doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic. It doesn't mean I'm automatically standing with everyone that documentary. is believing in it. So it's unfortunate timing that we're in, but I'm glad that I can stand on the truth because I'm not afraid of these mics, these cameras. I used to be looking everyone in the eye and telling them the truth. And I'm proud of who I am. Any label that you put on me, I'm able to dismiss because I study. I know the Oxford Dictionary. You look it up, right? It's one of the biggest mistakes I had in 
being a kid was not knowing European or Western language. Until I started looking it up and understanding the definitions and why they say, if you want to trick a black person, put it in a book. I was wondering my whole life why they said that. Now I'm 30 years old and I know reading is a superpower because it helps me understand where I'm going and where I come from. It's like a tree with roots. I read the, the documentary listed among falsehoods. It said the Holocaust didn't happen. Did you Again, the those falsehoods happened? are unfortunate. And it's not that I don't believe in the Holocaust. I never said that. Never, ever have said it. It's not come out of my mouth. I never tweeted it. I never liked anything like it. So the Holocaust in itself is an event that means something to a large group of people that suffered something that could have been avoided. No one said we had to practice racism. No one said we had to treat each other like garbage. No one said that I had to stand here today and understand that many people that come from generations 60 years ago, 40 years ago, enslaved some of my ancestors still spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, and it's still going on. And you guys are asking me, respectfully, to speak on something that was a documentary that I had nothing to do with. I didn't make it. So, just please keep that same energy when you guys are addressing me. Watch, watch. Every, for the record, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? He just Again, said I'm going to repeat. I don't he know how the label it. becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. Same but questions. this is not going to turn into a spin-around cycle, questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. He I said I never said that. Just a yes or no on that question. Keep asking. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic yes no. if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Kyrie, did you personally meet with the ABL? I was informed that they wanted to have a meeting, and we handled it. Okay, so I'm watching this as an outsider. I don't watch basketball. I can't stand LeBron James. Not for I just don't. I just I just can't stand him. But that I, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. He does this whole ritual. He does this and a thing and a thing and a thing. And he does this whole thing. He starts off with this with the with the pyramid, and he's got that, and he does this whole this whole thing. Like, what do we? That doesn't matter. I can't. I don't watch basketball. I sucked at basketball. If I suck at something, I don't. I don't watch soccer. I don't watch it. So, but just as a curious human being watching this, well, I, I, I'll give you my take, and then let me let me hear your where you're at, Kev, when you okay. see this. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No, you said you would give me. You'll give me your take. You're gonna right, give here's me my your take. take. Here's my confusion. And this is what I've, I, I, that I'm shocked that all three people that I asked, and I've asked a couple of people that I don't understand, and they can't answer. We're not even going to say there's no anti anything, okay? Bill is distributing a movie. Bill. Bill is making money. Selling this movie and selling a book, he's making money. It's been that Bill ain't hiding. Kyrie Irving, a ball player, simply retweets the movie. Didn't say. I believe everything in here. This is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I, I believe every single word. He just retweeted. And now, the kill the beast scream has started. Kill the beast. Kyrie Irving. And now the, 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 the paid jackals. You're sh your shacks. You're that moron on, on, yes, I said moron. The, the paid entertainer on ESPN who likes to speak articulate so he can look as if he's smarter and come across as a human being that knows so much more that even pads Kyrie by going, he's a good individual and means well. However, since I'm more intelligent, and I like getting my my uh, uh, Ruth Chris. Every time I call Ruth Chris, I want to make sure my table's set up, and I don't ever want to lose that. 
Kyrie needs to be just brought to the street and and do everything he must. But nobody's talking about Bill. Bill is selling the moon. So if I'm selling you drugs and someone retweets the place I'm selling, no one's even looking at me. How is that guy getting it? Jeff Bezos... Jeff Bezos is distributing this movie in the Washington Post. They hang Kyrie, not literally. They just drag him through the streets. I think they said he's like, he's a disease, a cancer. They need to get him out of the NBA. Guess who owns the Washington Post? Post. Who's that? The same guy that's distributing the movie. So how <laughs> how does a guy who's selling a movie, making money off the movie, no one's even looking at him. He don't have to apologize. He don't have to explain himself. He don't have to give his money back. He's not being canceled. His banks aren't dropping him. And he runs a newspaper that's making money and selling propaganda and whatever they sell. I don't know this for a fact. I'm just spewing blah, blah, blah. This is a nonsense. I don't know. I'm just speaking in conversation. And how is all the attention still on a guy that retweeted something? I'm confused. Please help me. What is there? Hey, like, please help me, Kevin. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. what's going on. This is all. This is all part of the system. This is all part of the system, right? So you know, you know my story. You know, I went back to college yep. after thirty years, right? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I just got my degree six months ago in Black Studies. Okay. Yep. When, I, when I tell you I got my degree in black studies, what I'm basically saying is I read the playbooks, right? Mm -hmm. I read the playbooks. I read the playbooks of black people in this country, but I also read the playbooks of white supremacists in this country. Mm -hmm. And what you are uh, pointing out is the, the hypocrisy. What you are pointing out is the, the supremacy, the, 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 the unfair imbalance that that is ingrained in the system of these United States, right? Mm. So one of the reasons I even decided I'm going to step into this conversation is, and like you, I know I have to tap dance, right? I know I have to tiptoe. Like, like I love everybody. I, yeah, uh, I'm just having this conversation, I'm but it's scared. A conversation. I'm so scared. I'm it's scared so about the conversation already, right? But it's stupid <laughs> that we have to be scared. It's ridiculous. But I, I listen to ESPN, and in New York, for example, I watch ESPN, Ugh. Michael K., uh, uh, Don LaGreca, and Peter Rosenberg. Those are my guys. I listen, yep. I watch them every day. Mm hmm. And I've I've watched Michael K say mm -hmm. on the show, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan of theirs, but I've watched. I know, Michael me K. too. I know. I used I've to. Michael, be. I've watched Michael K on his show say when the baseball player gets accused of beating his wife. That's right. Or the or the coach gets accused of whatever. He says. That's right. I'll never say that a man should be fired. I'll never say they should lose their livelihood for what they did. I'll never say that. But now we come to across across Kyrie. Who, like you said, Kyrie didn't make this movie. He didn't make the movie. He didn't make the movie. He's not. He he's ain't not, selling the movie. He he's didn't not make money the off movie. the movie. All he did was he probably watched the movie. I can't even tell you that he watched it, but he probably watched it. And then he said, "What do you guys think? What do now, you think? Yeah, what do you think? What so, do you think? right? And and now what I'm what I suffer through." is 
when I watch what they're doing, it reminds me of that moment in the movie Roots where Kunta Kinte was, my name is Kunta. And they whip him and say, no, your name is Toby. Mm-hmm. No, but my name is Kunta. <laughs> no, it's Toby. And they whipped this dude all day long till the sun went down until he finally says, my name is Toby. And I'm watching in this country that's supposed to be free. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. supposed. To, and I and I say we spend so much time protecting the Second Amendment. If you got to protect, you can't protect the Second Amendment without also protecting the first. That's right. Right. That's right. Nobody likes what people are doing with guns, what these gun owners are doing. They're going out and they're shooting up schools and churches and and supermarkets and movie theaters and and killing babies and 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 violating why the the that Second Amendment was even created. But we still protect their rights to own guns and carry Mm -hmm. guns. And Mm -hmm. in Texas, they're making it easier to get guns. Okay. So so we protect that second amendment and we trample over the first amendment and crushing it. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying Spitting on it. Yeah, I'm saying how could you how could you justify this? How could you how could you if you think if you disagree with what he said, say that. Say right? Say you disagree. But the label, they immediately label. How do you, it's just like the whole, oh, you're homophobic. What, uh, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Oh, you're racist. What do you, so if I, if I, every, the last three venues, the last two, th- two venues I played, all security was black. So if I just go, you know, the last two security, ven- the last two venues, the security was black. Am I anti-black or am I just stating what just happened? And I'm not against it. I just said, hey, man, it's wild. Every venue I play, the security guys are black. Oh, oh. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he'd even say, he just said, what do you think? And retweeted and say you're not anti-Semitic. How did that even, well, they said the, the Holocaust, they said this in the book. He just retweeted. What about all the billions of movies? Why? I don't now. It, I listen. I can <laughs> somewhat see a case if the movie was taken down and Jeff Bezos wasn't still distributing it. Then I'd go, oh, all right, this thing was already banned and it caused a lot of havoc right. and and right. lives were destroyed and ruined. Yeah. But it's still there. It's still there. And no one's even pointing at it. It's still there. And then I go, I'm going to go a step further. A couple of three, four weeks ago, a football player stole a pack of chicken or a pack of meat out of the supermarket or something, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a true story. I don't know exactly player? what he stole. A, a, a pro football player. He, was, he, he stole it. it I believe it was a pro football player, but just for the sake of the argument, yeah, sure, the, sure. just for the sake of the story, he could have been college, could have been pro, but they made a thing out of it, right? Yeah. Stole yeah. a pack of chicken or something out of the supermarket. Okay. Kyrie puts out a tweet. They make a thing about it, spending a lot of time on it. A lot of time on this. Our man, Brett Favre. Oh. Took $10 million from the poorest state in the country, welfare money. In his, it's in his bank account. He's worth millions upon millions. And the same ESPN, the same talking heads from the sports world, they're spending more time on the other than they're spending on Brett Favre. Because they now, got a chain around their neck. You make sure you talk about the talking points and you read the monitors and you sound smart. You sell that personality. Their ratings are up. And, 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 that's, and that's problematic, right? So let's say, let's take, let's say Kyrie's wrong. Let's say he's wrong. Let's say. Let's, I agree. Okay. Let's you know say what? he should have. 
He should have never tweeted that. He should have never tweeted it because he was validating whatever. Whatever. Validating something that really hurts people. Right. Sure. But by the same token, you can't, you can't, if you oppose fascism, you can't become a fascist, right? If, if, if you disagree with, if, if you disagree with his conclusion, say that. If you disagree with the conclusion of the film, say that. He never expressed a conclusion. He never, he never said, I believe in this. He said, what's going on? And I'm going to tell you what, this is one of the disconnects of the, the, between the black community and the Jewish community. As a stand-up comic, when I went back to college and I got my degree and I was learning things that I never heard before, mm. right, about my people, about the history of black people in, in, in America since the transatlantic slave trade. Most of my classes I sat through, I said, oh, my goodness, if I'm learning this for the first time and I was one of the smart kids, I know the tens of thousands, let's say the millions, because when we had the TV show, millions of people watched the Uptown Comedy Club. Right. Out of the millions of black and brown people that that I entertained, if I'm learning this for the first time in 2021, 2022, I know those audiences don't know this. Right. So right. My, my my position now is that we are quickly demonized when when these young black men are speaking up, they're quickly demonized as if they have malice malicious intentions right and 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 what i want to clarify to the black to the jewish community is we don't have malice for the jewish community like that if if we if we we're we came here and our history was stolen our religion was stolen my last name is brown that's an irish name how irish do i look to you (laughs) kevin brown kevin brown come on everyone have some i'm not irish Right? Oh, you're bananas. Yeah, you don't look you, look, you don't look pasty today. I don't know. It's yeah. So, so, <laughs> right. so a lot of a lot of black people are in search of. We're all in search of. We when we get to a point in our lives where we want to know where we come from. What's our real name? What was our original religion? What's right. our ancestry? Because I can't trace my ancestry back to Poland or back to Africa or back right. to Ireland or back to Italy. Right. Or back to Israel. I could trace my ancestry back to South Carolina. Right. Where my great, great, great grandfather was a slave. That's as far as I go. So right. we're in search of. So if we if we stumble across a, a piece of literature that says you are a Semite. Right. That that, that black people are Hebrew or, or the original Semites. If we stumble across that literature, it has our our quest for knowledge has nothing to do with the oppression of Jews. It's like the, that, that oppression of Jews came from Hitler and Nazis and Nazism and skinheads. And we're not signing up for that. We don't, our, our issues have nothing to do with that. So when I watch what, what's, what's happening to Kyrie, mm. I, I, find, I find it disappointing that when black people are in search of our own personal answers for our own personal journey, we keep getting painted with that same brush. That's the problem to me. And for me as a OG black man, and I say that because I never met Kyrie, but I grew up with his, with his father and I grew up with his uncle. And we oh. used to play basketball together. We grew. Really? I grew up in. Uh, I grew up in Mott Haven Projects. They were in Mitchell Projects, and we used to play basketball together through a mutual friend. And I didn't like them. I didn't like his father and his brother. They were not friends <laughs> of mine because they had crazy handle. They had crazy handle, and they had big mouths. Right. right. right, right and right. all I was was the biggest kid in the world. So all I had to do was put my arm up, and I can block your shot. But I didn't have no skills. Right. So so I hated these guys. Right. But but well, I no offense, up, but they had it. You played a big guy like you. I got we got they got to mentally take you down. So I'm oh yeah them. yeah. But we I'm you know we, I would done the same thing, man. We were, like, yeah, gotta, but we went back and forth. But it was adversarial, right? So I'm yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. no love for them. But the point is, Kyrie, even though I didn't like his father, 
when I watch what's being what's being done to this guy who I didn't like, son, that's not right. You can't you can't paint him with that brush because it's not coming from that place. Like even in even in 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 American society, mm. if you kill someone, that's a that's a crime. You've taken a life. That's a sin. That's all the bad things. Yeah. But if you kill them in self-defense, if you kill them under certain circumstances, oh, well, I had no choice because of the circumstance. Mm. And and in in most every aspect of life, we we leave room for logic. We leave room for circumstances beyond our control. But right. when it comes to this topic, we don't have room for a conversation. We don't have room for logic. We don't have room for, 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 oh, you sent out a tweet, so you lose your ability to, to have doubt. You lose your ability to be skeptical. You lose your ability for freedom of speech in America. While we're protecting these, these gun owners' rights, no matter how many groups of people get shot down, we protect gun owners' rights. But what about, Epstein, what about Epstein and all the people he's involved with? What about where's the list? Why aren't why aren't we talking about that every day? Why are we not talking about so many other? And why is his why is and you, you say something really interesting that I want to get across too? is the intention, the intention. the intention. He made it clear he's learning. He's trying to learn. I heard it loud and clear. Mm -hmm. And I have nothing to do with this subject. Right. So my that's why I question why are you trying to attack him so hard? Are you hiding something or are you lacking the common sense to understand where is he coming from? Because that is very dangerous if I say, wow, the the last two gigs I did, all the security were black guys. And you come at me, you hate black people. To me, there's <laughs> something wrong with you if that's what you heard. I just clearly say, if, I, if I say this movie, what do you think? How do you go from that to, you're an anti, it's said in that. You'd even ask a question. The next question in my opinion, should have been, what do you like about it? Did you like it? What did you think of this part? There was no conversation. Now, here's something interesting, too. Can you play the Shaq video, Mike? Because Shaq went after this guy. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the big paid people are going <laughs> after him. Uh, you know, bar, all these guys. Mike, do you know which video? It's, um, I don't know if this is true. But this is, this, go ahead, explain this. Excuse me, Shaquille O'Neal. You called our brother Kyrie an idiot. And we took grave offense to that. I remember this right. Hebrews to Negroes, wake up black America. Well, this is the cover or the plugger that Kyrie Irving posted that got him into all this so-called trouble. And it hurts me sometimes when we have to sit up here to talk about stuff that divides the game. Now, now we got an answer for what this idiot is. Now, I want y'all to keep in mind Listen that he to this. called Kyrie an idiot Listen for posting the Hebrews to Negroes plugger on Twitter. Listen. Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Now, check this out. Shalom, mm -hmm. shalom, Hebrews. Ron Dalton Jr. giving you a special <laughs> announcement. This Thursday coming up, we're going to be at the Cityplex 12 Theater in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, if you haven't seen the first movie, well, actually, if you haven't seen the second movie, but you've seen the first movie, you need to come out to the Cityplex 12 Theater in Newark, New Jersey, we're going to be showing the movie Hebrews and Negroes 2, Revelation. The now, Ron Dalton Jr., the person who made Hebrews and Negroes, said the movie was going to be premiered at Cityplex 12 in Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Pause and read. Guess who owns that theater? Who owns it? Shisquil O'Neal. Wow. Need more proof? Wow. Now, this is the About Us section of Cityplex 12. What does it say? Co-owned by Boray Development LLC, LLC, and Newark native and NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. Mm. Just a bit more proof: the theater owned and operated by Mr. O'Neal and Boray Development. So you called our brother Kyrie 
an idiot, an upstanding black man, a loving and compassionate black man who's donated money to all different type of minority groups. You called him an idiot for posting Hebrews to Negroes on Twitter, but you showed it in a theater that it says that you own and operate? I really want to know, Shaquille, do your masters know that you premiered Hebrews to Negroes in your theater a couple of years back? Wow. Do they know that? Wow. We love you, and that's why we calling you out. This type of hypocritical, raccoon behavior, man, is unacceptable. It's 2022. Look at the times that we living in, man. We can't sell our people out now. That ain't going to happen, man. It's all coming from a place of love, man. But step up or step aside and stand down. If you ain't got nothing good to say about us, about your people, if you can't stand with your brother, just be quiet. Let us handle it. And y'all do me a favor and go tag TNT and Shaquille O'Neal and let them know we got the receipts. God bless. Now, I don't even know if any of that's true. <laughs> I have no clue. But if it's true, which this guy pointed out, so this is where Mike, again, I have no, I have no invested interest in this. But it fascinates me how the crowd will point and scream, hang him, get rid of him, when you have supposedly Shaquille O'Neal owns a movie theater that premiered the movie that they're going after Kyrie for retweeting, say, what do you think about this? The movie was by a black man written. Nobody's talking about that man. Nobody's talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Nobody's talking about Jeff Bezos, who's still making money off the movie. What's going on? Was it because he wouldn't get the... Was it that? Because now here's another interesting thing. Mike, place this other thing. Again, I don't know if this is true. This is all just blah. I was just talking in conversation. But check this out. The, the, um, do you know what you want to talk about, Mike? Where, where the one guy says uh, something about where Irving paid money to. Him and the Nets gave money to X, Y, and Z. I don't know if this is true. I have no clue, but it is just interesting. Yo, let me tell you how deep this Kyrie Irving thing really gets. So, you may or may not know, Kyrie Irving and the Nets donated $500,000 each to ADL. On November 10th, ADL is having an event with speakers such as Michael Eric Dyson and David Schwimmer from Friends. But during that event, the ADL is presenting the Courage Against Hate Award to who? Pfizer chairman and CEO Albert Borla. Remember, Kyrie was one of the people that was very adamant on not getting that shot in his body. And now Pfizer is getting an award from this company that, that Kyrie just donated $500,000 to. Mm. See how the full circle goes? <laughs> <laughs> I just want people, before they judge anyone, or anything on all sides. You really got to take a couple steps back, get rid of your emotions, and just look at something. And you really got to tell me if if I'm selling this water and Kevin Brown retweets, hey, just a picture of the water that I sell, that I sell every day. It's still on sale. You can go buy it right now. And I'm making money off this water. And Kevin Brown retweets. What do you think? Tell me what you think. And now everyone's going after Kevin Brown. Everyone. And, and this guy who's on television is coming after Kevin Brown. But he premiered the movie in his theater that he owns. He sold my water. He sold my water. You tell me. I want you to explain to me. I, I, I'm just confused. What am I missing? What am I missing? Because if we're going to go after one, you got to go after all. If you're going to go after one, you better explain yourself and go after all. Because what this is doing whether 
the finger pointers or the non-finger pointers, what you are truly doing is opening up a lot of eyes real wide and making more and more people go, what's really go? What's really going on? Because I can tell you what, I'm not the only one. I've talked to a lot of people, black, white, all different religions. And you can't, it's just a topic. I'll let you all talk about it and figure it out. But, but you can't, you can't go after somebody. If you ain't going to go after everybody, you can't, there's just no common sense here. I'm still selling this water. Too bad for Kevin as they whisk him away to prison. <laughs> so the power of money, the power of control, the power manipulation the power to own outlets to control a narrative the power but you know Woo! you know what it is uh last point for me uh because i don't know how long you're gonna go but now nah, i'm in i'm wrapping up magicians right yeah um remember when magicians used to do these tricks and saw a woman in half pull a rabbit out of the hat and we were yeah. kids and we were fascinated, right? Yes. Oh my goodness, he pulled around. He sawed the woman in half. Yep. Now we know how the trick works. That's right. They're That's still right. doing the trick. They're still sawing women in half. They're still pulling rabbits out of hats. Right. But when we watch that trick, ah, oh, right? <laughs> oh, I'll bring my child, I'll bring my child to be entertained for 45 minutes, but I know how the trick works. And that's what's happening when we're watching what's going on. We yeah. know how the trick works. We know the playbook. We see what we're doing. And the amazing thing about the Internet is they are they are no longer the the sole gatekeepers of the information we receive. Nope. Because people like you, people like that guy you just showed, you know, can Those do Those are research. regular people. Regular people. Those can are do regular research. people. You can't Post stop it. regular people. It, it can't is, stop it regular is, people. That fire has spread. Why? It's in Peru. It's in yeah. Brazil. It's in Australia. It's world yeah. wide. Yeah. Anyway, I love you, man. You thank too, you man. On. Love and you too, I'll... and thank you. Call me anytime, man. I'm down. I will. Have yes, a good one, Kev. All right. Love Peace. Kevin Brown, everybody. He loves to always towards the end. He we did a podcast and. Whatever, maybe we should we should like rehash it and bring it out, and it just shows you the times that we're at and all that. And but uh, the point of the story of today was: listen, I don't think we should judge anything by 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 whatever religion, color, blah blah blah. And I know that sounds hacky, but it's true. You know, I used to have a manager. He'd always go, you know, it's because I'm Jewish, and I'd go, why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep saying that? Well, that's what the Jews did. I said, stop saying that. He would say that all the time. Like, what? What? I'm just. I. I look at you as a person. I don't care. Stop doing that. I don't like it. It's like black. Well, it's because I'm black. Don't say. I don't like that. At the end of the day, at the end of your life, you're not going to be judged on the religion you were. In my opinion, you're not going to be looked at for the race you were you're going to look at for the human being you were and we have lost so much of that now who controls that narrative and who starts oh that's another whole discussion but at the end of the day before you get involved in these heavy subjects you really got to take the emotion out and look at the whole picture and if you just love basketball and you're and you just love like, oh, can, can you just shut up? That's a very, that's a very pat, just, eh, you know, just like, eh, just like I, I don't, it's so fascinating. It's just conversation. I would love to have a conversation 
with everyone involved. Every one of those reporters is asking Kyrie and ask Kyrie. I said, just, just have a conversation. But to instantly run and scream anti, 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 I'm sorry, but we're all done with it. We're done with it. Anti anything is exhausting. And it's really just a way to end a conversation. And if you're in the business of ending conversations, to be quite honest with you, it's a very dangerous way to move forward. You need conversation to understand one another. You need, you may not agree with one another at all. You may totally fiercely foam at the mouth, disagree with one another, but at least you understand one another. One of the greatest movies I've ever saw, man. Um, oh, damn it. Stop. Something enemies. It's uh it's 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 one of the great I, I I feel like everyone in school should watch this race movie. And it's um I'm totally blanking right now. But long story short, it's a KKK member. Um and it's a true story. And a black school burnt down, and they wanted to put the black kids in white school, and and the tension caused and this guy was KKK and she was like from black, you know, group that's, that's very whatever. So, and these two and a moderator had to come in and try to bring these two groups together. And once you started seeing the communication, the understanding of why is this person think this way? Why is this person joining the KKK? Why is she so in depth in this world? And it was through conversation and understanding and communication that they eventually, the heart and love always prevails. The light and the beauty always prevails. So if you're instantly, if someone comes out and say, I hate, this type of people I hate. Well, then, yeah, man, let, let, let's do it. But if in this situation, I have not heard that. And to come at it with an angle of say this and that is extremely, uh, it's not going to help. It's not going to help. If anything, it raises a lot of what's going on here. Something for you to think about, something to think about. I don't, I'm just doing shows and trying to make people laugh and having conversation here. So I wish you all the best. I'll see you next week when I'm going to be extreme pain, extreme pain from playing baseball. We're only here a short time. It goes by fast. And the more this world, outside worlds, try to separate us and create hate this group and hate that great be careful of that man those are not people that are going to bring out the good in humanity and start it's about time you start recognizing that are people preaching hate are they looking for controversy are they looking to for black and white answers because sometimes it's not always black and white you gotta have a conversation hopefully you can have that conversation without jumping to conclusions uh, I don't know anything about Kyrie Irving. I just know it's a little bizarre that that man is being attacked the way he is. But in the same time, all parties involved are not even looked at. That's bizarre to me. And it should be to you. Because that's what it is. That is the fact. The fact is, this sells it, makes money. This person goes, hey, retweet, what do you think of that? That person is getting ostracized by, the, by, by, by these people on television that know nothing, don't even play the game, that you, you know, speak proper. That doesn't make you a good human being. It doesn't make you a representation of anything. And then you have another person, if it's true, owns a theater and premiered, premiered 
the movie that Kyrie's talking about. And the man that wrote the movie and put it out there, no one's pointing the finger at them. No one's pointing. They're just going in. So what is the real, real deep issue here? I'll leave that up to you to figure out. All right, man. Lots of love. Thanks for listening to Bruniverse. Woo-wee! Have a great week. Love you guys. This is Jim Brewer, and I got my own Patreon page, and hopefully you'll check it out. Live comedy concert streamed once a month. Weekly, you host your own podcast, and you interview me. Early access to the Bruniverse podcast every single week, and I have bonus footage and bonus segments. I promise you I'm not going to let you down. Go check out my official Jim Brewer Patreon page, and I'll see you there.